Welcome to Making Bank, the show for Bankless DAO by Bankless DAO, where each week we highlight a project and a personality from inside the Bankless DAO. We want to showcase the work that we do and the people who do it. This is our story as we journey to become more bankless. If you want to learn more about what it is that we do, then just keep listening. We hope you enjoy today's episode of Making Bank. Hi, I'm Drost, and welcome to another episode of Making Bank. Today's guests are Al Mathani and Chris Beal, aka Lynx and NF Thinker. They're here to share some exciting news about Bankless Card, a core project at Bankless DAO. Lynx and NF Thinker are both longtime contributors and project leaders at Bankless DAO and are repeat guests here on the Banking Bank podcast. GM guys, how's it going today? GM Dros, thanks for having us. Hey, hey, great to be here. All right. Well, the last time either of you were on the show to discuss Bankless Card was June of 2023, earlier this year. And at that time, you were in the middle of establishing a legal structure. You've described the challenge of maintaining the DAO ethos while also meeting legal and compliance requirements. Since that is the number one priority, where are you on that front? It's funny, speaking to you in June, it felt like such an issue. And honestly, it can still be an issue. But uh, for now, for our proof of concept that we're going to be launching imminently, we have all of the legal pieces in place. And I think we did it um, while maintaining our DAO ethos. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Well, that's a huge hurdle. Congratulations. You said you wanted to ship by the end of the year, and uh, here we are getting pretty close to that. Now, this is obviously a loaded question because the title of the episode is Bankless Card is Shipping. So my question is, do you think you'll make it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we decided when we started this journey, I think it was like probably in October when we decided, okay, we're definitely going to release something this year, uh, is that uh, there's a million things that can go wrong. Uh, but so far, everything that can go wrong has gone right. Uh, so yes, uh, we're still aiming to release early December. Uh, we've had some some hurdles and roadblocks in the way, but every single time we've managed to get through. So we're still on track to release by the end of the year. And actually, I just wanted to add, this is one of these questions that, that we keep asking ourselves, like, are we ready? Are we ready? Should we do this? And the answer always comes back to yes. We really want to get this out by the end of the year. Everything looks like we can get it out by the end of the year. We have two fantastic partner cards ready to go. Um, and so if if everything continues to go right the way that it's still going, within a few weeks, we could be letting people order their very own cards. Yeah. And I think it is important to note that what we wanted to ship versus what we're able to ship, uh, two different things. Uh, but I think as we do in a DAO, we're iterating, right? So the first phase um, we're going to be able to launch. We're going to have people in the U.S. with their cards in their hands. Um, we wanted to do a worldwide release, but all we can do is something in the U.S. at this moment. And uh, the functionality of the card itself, we wanted to have additional things that were possible. Uh, but for now, what it's really going to be is a base upon which we're building. So it's really important for us to get something out and hopefully be able to build on that over time. And I think having something out there in the world is a way that we can do that. Sure, sure. And that's the important thing to remember is that uh, Bankless Card is a work in progress. And by signing up, people support the work we do and the DAO itself. And, you know, if you're a Bankless DAO member or a Nouns DAO member, this is your community card. Yeah, so Bankless Card is a work in progress. And uh, are you able to say what the feature set will be at launch at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a pretty modest feature set. Uh, users are going to be able to download the app, uh, go through a little KYC process to get the card itself. 
Um, they're going to be able to load money onto the card and they're going to be able to spend that money on the card and get DAO tokens as rewards. So that's kind of the feature set. And, and honestly, it's really the devil's in the details there. There are a couple of things that we really wanted to make a little bit more smoother. Our goal at Bankless Card is to bridge the UX gap between Web3 and the real world. And there are just some UX issues there that we really wanted to smooth out that we won't be able to. For instance, most cards or apps in our space, they allow you to kind of attach your bank account. Uh, and we're going to be asking users to send ACH transfers in. And so that's just one of the examples of just a, a UX issue that we could smooth over. It's definitely something that we can fix given enough time, but we ultimately thought it was more important to get the card out there, get it into people's hands um, with some of these UX issues, and then try to smooth those over over time. That brings up uh, a question, which I'm sure you've gotten a lot and, you know, kind of the running joke, we've even seen it on, on X, which is, hey, bankless card, bankless but you're partnering with a bank. What's the, <laughs> so I think you should probably address. Um, I mean, the fact is we have to have the on-ramp, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's uh it's something that even Bankless HQ had to deal with earlier this year when people were criticizing them for having bank accounts. And it honestly, it feels like in that case, it was, it was honestly quite silly for us having a bankless card. It's true. It seems like a contradiction. Ultimately what we really want to do is increase adoption of blockchain around the world. And right now, the barrier to that is in the UX. And so we really believe that we have to go to where people already are. Credit cards are ubiquitous. Everyone uh, in North America has one. Most people in the world have them. It's really easy to use a credit card. And it's kind of this half physical, half digital thing. You know, you're using this physical card, but things happen on the internet as a result. And, and I think that that's where we really decided to go because we wanted to introduce people to the things that blockchain could do for them. Um, you know, being part of these DAO communities, being able to sell your art for a fair price, these kinds of things. Uh, people, I think, would really value that kind of thing, but there's just a massive technical hurdle. So yes, we have to work with a bank to issue cards. That is something that is not possible for us to get around yet, and it may be possible in the future. But uh, ultimately, we thought it was worth it to be able to expose the general population uh, to the goodness that Web3 has to offer. Yeah, it's really important to note here that anybody who wants to transact using MasterCard or Visa is going to be doing so on traditional rails, and those rails work with the banks. They want to know who people are, so there's really no way to get around KYC, and there's really no way to get around bank accounts at some level. Um, we've always had this sort of decentralized first approach, and a lot of that depends on what we can achieve with our partners. Um, there are some other um, some other integrations that we're looking into that will will move us uh, away from that traditional banking system. Um, and you know, be more sort of degen friendly and more blockchain friendly. But at the end of the day, we are exposing non-Web3 people to Web3 and DAO tokens, and that's really what's going to bring that power of the DAO, lift it and rise it up and help align people with their brands. Yeah, and I think another thing to mention as well is when you are using a card right now, most of that while you're paying a 1% to 2% fee, that exists no matter what kind of card you're using. But uh, most of that fee right now, it goes to a bank. It goes to either the issuing bank or the processing bank. 
And so Bankless Card is actually going to allow people to redirect some of those fees to their favorite Web3 communities. And I think that that as well is something that makes us bankless from the get-go, right? Like we are taking some of this funding that would normally go into a bank's pocket and giving it to the communities that you care about, to the causes that you care about. Uh, and I think that that really makes us bankless as well. Absolutely. Sounds great. Uh, what are maybe some of the examples of the kinds of things that people might be able to expect uh, in terms of rewards and new kinds of mechanisms and opportunities um, by bridging that gap between Web 2 and Web 3? Or is that too much of an open-ended question? <laughs> I think that originally we wanted to launch as well with a kind of governance function. So you take those, right now you're getting these rewards, you're getting these social tokens. So what? You know, what do you do with these tokens? Uh, right now, all you can do is claim them. And it's something that immediately after launch, we're going to need to think about how you can actually use them. And the number one thing that, I mean, I use my bank tokens for, at least, is to vote for the future of Bankless DAO. And I think the big unlock with DAOs came with this idea that by contributing, you are getting rights to say how you want the organization to be run, to build the kind of organization that you want to be part of. And people who contribute get more say in that. And I think that that is really what we want to expose to people. What we want to expose to these non-Web3 people is, hey, if you contribute by you know, giving us your swipes, then you get a say in the future of this organization. So I think that that's just one example. There are lots more examples that we could get into. But the big one for me, the top of mind one for me, is to be able to show people outside of the Web3 space the power that happens when you reward people for their contribution and you create these communities where you actually have a say in it. It's not just the founders. It's not just the donors. Anyone who contributes in any way gets some say in how this organization is run. Yeah, and that's an important point to make is if you're a member of the community, you get to have a say in, in what kinds of rewards are offered, how the card ends up being used, uh, all kinds of mechanisms you can contribute to the project. You can't do that with any other card. <laughs> yeah. It's a big differentiator for us. Uh, I Go ahead, and, uh, Chris. And it's also twofold. So not only will people be earning equity as users of a particular DAO card, they'll earn equity in that DAO specifically. So yeah, you can go out and you can vote on, on bankless DAO proposals. Now beyond voting and staking and delegating, which are things that we would like to activate very soon within the app, there's also this whole other aspect of Web3. It's a very hot topic right now, and it's something that, of course, we've seen in Web2. It's loyalty. Rewards programs, you've seen it in credit card programs. You know, you get discounts on airline tickets. You get VIP access to a lounge. You might get discounts at certain shops. You might get a free rental car when you travel. Loads of different things that, that companies offer you as a loyalty reward for using their card and being aligned with their brand. The beauty of Web3 is that this loyalty, these rewards, they can become passive. So you don't have people inundating you with endless marketing, endless ads jumping into your stream. You can opt in. If you have a token, you can opt in to certain marketing 
schemes by claiming an airdrop, for example. So you have seen that somebody has released an airdrop. Oh, look, I'm eligible because I hold bank token. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to participate rather than the other way around where you just get constant emails and constant push notifications about marketing. You have the opportunity to, to opt in. So I feel like that's a huge unblock for people's privacy. Yeah. I, I wanted to to go back to something you said because I, I totally feel what you're saying. Um, but I think like you may have misspoken in saying that we're getting equity. Tokens aren't equity, I would say. They're de- decision-making ability. We would mm-hmm. love for tokens to be equity, but that's just not possible given you know the state of legal in the United States at this moment. So um, I want to make it clear that we're not offering any kind of equity in any organization. What we're offering, uh, what these social tokens offer rather, is decision-making ability in your in your individual communities. Yeah, that's a very good point and something that's always misconstrued in this industry. Right, and that, yeah. that's a big point about DAOs and uh, decentralized autonomous organizations is the idea that that, you know, really power to the people is that the the community decides what the community does. I mean, it seems so obvious, but that is the point and it's the same way with this card. It's not it's not that you're investing in some equity thing. It, it's strictly governance and voting rights and participation in the community, and that's you know partly because of a regulatory situation, but also just that's what it is. We are we are building our own community and deciding what the community wants. Yeah, and ultimately that decision making ability, I think, is what a lot of people want. When you talk about equity, it's essentially decision making plus economic pieces of whatever exists, right? And I think like when we uh, disambiguate those two, the ability to make decisions is still extremely, extremely powerful. I think that you can see it in the way that the world is set up right now. You know, we've had this idea over the last two decades that everything should be driven by shareholder value. This is kind of the Friedman style of economics. And what has that given us? That's given us, I mean, in Canada, we have a housing crisis, we have food crises, we have immigration crisis. We have all of these kinds of different crises based upon the idea that only shareholder value matters. That's it. No other stakeholders matter. You don't care about the environment. You don't care about the people who are working for you. You don't care about anyone except the people who own, who have equity in the company. And I think that that um, is the big difference between Web3 and the current traditional financial system is that all stakeholders have the ability to be involved in Web3. Instead of having these companies like Facebook who are able to come in and steal your data and sell that without any kind of repercussions, and and the only thing you can do as a user is just leave Facebook, I think that in Web3, there is a way for us to actually bring people to the table and say like, hey, we don't want our data as users to be sold to the highest bidder, and maybe they will be at odds with the people who uh, who are shareholders who, who want uh, to be making that money. But then if you add in as well, the people who work for these companies as well, they also have a seat at the table. So if you bring all of these stakeholders at the table, I think what you end up with potentially is a way to build truly long lasting, resilient organizations, which make the world better and aren't um, going through this constant cycle of, okay, first we're going to appease the users, then we're going to appease the advertisers, then we're going to take the money and run. So we're going to appease ourselves. Um, Corey Doctorow calls that kind of cycle in big tech right now in shitification. And you can see it play out in every big company. But is there a way to stop that? I believe that there is. I think that through our experimentation in Web3, we might be able to do that. And by working on a card program where our users, our contributors, 
and our donators all have a seat at the table, we're going to be able to create a card program that is more resilient than all of these other card programs that are out there. Fantastic. And you've uh, enumerated a number of points in there that um, that folks can use to talk to their friends about a bankless card. And the fact is, you know, you don't actually have to be a member of the DAO, either Bankless DAO or Nouns DAO, which is our other launch partner, to have the card, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that is the goal for us. Originally on the first launch of the app, it's really based towards people who are already aware of these organizations, at least. Uh, but you don't have to be uh, a member of these existing organizations to get involved. I think that that is the whole point of Bankless Card is to be able to get people involved who are interested, um, but never had the technical ability or the gumption to go ahead and figure out how do I get these tokens? How do I get these governance rights? Right. It's really a... Uh, like you said, a passive way to earn those um, tokens and rewards. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons that we decided to go with Bankless DAO and Nouns DAO as our two initial partners. They're the two DAOs that really understand this idea that DAOs are brands, that DAOs are movements, that DAOs are purpose-driven, and that together we can do so much more than being exclusionary. And so this is why we decided to launch with these two groups, because ultimately, all of these groups, they want their friends to be involved. They they learn something at Bankless DAO or at Nouns DAO, and they want to introduce that to their friends, to their family, to whoever. Um, I think that, that when you get an idea that has its time, it can really spread. And, and we believe that DAOs are on the cusp of that. Fantastic. Hey, I wanted to just touch on Nouns DAO here uh, briefly. Nouns is a very popular, well-known community, but I am actually not that familiar with it. Um, I am not in Nouns DAO. So maybe you could give a little bit of a, a quick overview of Nouns DAO and then also what is it specifically? Why are they pumped about it? Uh, and how does it work for their community? Is it, does it work the same way as it does for Bankless DAO? Are there differences that they've requested or particular things that they're looking for as key drivers for why they've decided to adopt this? Well, yeah, thanks for this question because we're very, very excited about partnering with NounsDAO and we've had incredible support from them ever since we reached out to them a couple of months ago. For a, a quick sort of precursor, NounsDAO is um, based around uh, this artwork, which is generated daily. And there's one NFT that's created and people bid on that NFT and they regularly go for anywhere between 20 to 40 ETH in the bull market they were going for more. So every day they're having 20 plus ETH entering their treasury. Now, many of you may have heard that recently they had a fork. So some people weren't necessarily aligned with the way the DAO was going. So they decided to fork off and they removed their ETH. The treasury was effectively cut in half, but there are still something like $20 million in, in the NounsDAO treasury. So it's a very powerful community with a lot of not just financial backing behind it, which is, you know, that that's great. But realistically, what we're after is the culture. We're after that sort of brand effect and the excitement around that brand. Nouns are renowned for being excited about their own brand and about creating their own initiatives. So they have this proposal uh, prop house where you can go in and you can you can form a proposal and request an ETH or two or five or however many you want and go out and do a project. Typically, those projects revolve around brand proliferation. To be clear, we're not entering any sort of 
legal agreement with Nouns DAO at all. And as a matter of fact, we haven't even submitted a proposal to Prop House yet. What we have done is we've been in communications with the founders of NNS, Nouns Naming Service, which is a nounish DAO. Nouns have their own DAO mechanism where you can create your own Nouns DAO. And NNS are creating a token. Obviously, tokens are paramount to this whole ecosystem that we're creating. We want to be able to reward people in these native tokens. So NNS have come out with the NOGS token. Now, currently, NOGS has no monetary value. But what it does is it brings people into the ecosystem and shows their brand alignment. Currently, that's really all it does. And it hasn't it hasn't actually been released yet. So NOGs are not in the wild. Once they are in the wild, they have tons of plans to be able to do incredible things with it. They're going to be able to track people's brand efforts. So if you're doing something for Nouns brand, you can link that to your NOGS token. And this was explained to us very, very briefly recently. So I'm probably getting it way wrong, but it's effectively creating this visualization of everything that's happening within the Nouns ecosystem all at the same time. So you can see how these NOGS tokens are interacting with smart contracts around Web3. This will be able to show people in real time how the Nouns brand is activating around the world. You asked if there are some differences. There are definitely some differences because they want people to have an NNS name, same as having, say, an ENS name, so Drost.eth or nfthinker.eth. You could have Drost.nns, or sorry, Drost.nogs, I believe it would be. And once you have set up your Nogs, your Nogs name, you'll be able to go to our website, click a link. That will take you to their DAP where you'll be able to claim a code. After you've connected to their DAP, it will obviously prove that you've got your .nouns name. Um, and then come back to our app with your code and then claim your card. So it's slightly different in the, the fact that for bankless DAO card, you don't need to have anything. You can just request an account, request a card, and sign up. Anybody can sign up. For NounsDAO, they do want people to actually have the uh, the NNS as well. Okay, okay, great. Thanks for that clarification and, and for the background. I realize that some of it's a moving target and they're still fleshing out some of the details of it, but this is really exciting and, and happened as well as Lynx had said earlier about bridging that user experience gap between Web 2 and Web 3. What you've just described is that mechanism and, and also the fact that different communities can implement it differently. And so it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. Yeah, I think the really interesting thing about NOGS, the token that they're, that they're putting out, is that it's really increasing the accessibility of being aligned with the Nouns brand to everyone. Right now, it's kind of, okay, if you have a noun, like if you have one of these auctioned NFTs that go for 20 ETH at least, then you are part of this nouns DAO. But there's so many more, like that's just the tip of the iceberg. Of the people who own nouns, they're probably um, less than 10%, probably less than 5% of the entire community because there are tons of builders who don't want to spend 20 ETH on a noun but are still part of the Nounish identity, are still part of the Nounish community because they are building something that has to do with nouns. Either they are creating a nouns-based movie or they are 
releasing some kind of nouns-based effort. Uh, I think that there was one recently to give glasses, like uh, prescription lenses to people who couldn't afford them, right? Like this community is all about brand proliferation and their core brand. It's not possible to show alignment without buying one of these 20 ETH things. The thing that Nox does is it allows anyone who is contributing in any way to have some sort of on-chain proof of that. And that's what the Nogs token is for. All right. Great. Well, this has been education for me too, because I've I've been scratching my head a little bit about about nouns. And I keep seeing, you know, friends have are, are involved in nouns DAO and I see the Nogs and stuff. And so Yeah, nouns is a really difficult DAO to define because ultimately the the thing that really I, I wouldn't even say differentiates them, but the thing that they're known for is their auction mechanism, which they created and it kind of spun off into its own thing. Now anyone can create like a similar DAO using nouns.build. Um, but as well, those kind of square, chunky looking glasses that you see on everything uh, that are called noggles. Yes. And so those two things are the only real things that define nouns now um, for certain. And ev- everything else is just however the community members decide to interpret that brand and take that brand and spread that brand. Cool, cool. Well, this is this is really exciting. I'm curious, are you able to talk yet about any of the specifics related to the marketing campaign that the team is doing. Yes, exciting, exciting stuff. We really have to consider three marketing campaigns with this launch. We're launching the Bankless DAO card and we're launching the Nouns card. So there are multiple aspects to this campaign. We have some written content going out. We have some videos that are being created by contributors and we also have some AR slash 3D artwork, which is being produced. Ooh, do tell. I'm going to give a shameless shout out to uh, to Bankless DAO Global Events, people who go to these different events around the world. And I actually met both of you guys in Austin recently at Permissionless. Um, I was at another event in Ibiza shortly after, and I met these fantastic people who do AR artwork and they want to get involved. They want to be involved with Bankless DAO. So they're creating a 3D bunny corn. For those who don't know what the bunny corn is, I'm not even sure if we can use that actual term for the bunny corn. So we might have to have to change it. I've heard that might be trademarked. But it's essentially and it's pretty close to Buffy corn too, which is the spork DAO. Yeah, very close to Buffy corn. So I can't even remember how we landed on on the bunny corn. We had a few different design iterations. It ties into our our brand and archetype voice. So our archetypes are sage and jester. And the bunny kind of has that jester feel to it. So by simply adding a unicorn on its forehead, obviously it makes it wise and intelligent. Now it's a a magical bunny. (laughs) Now it's a magical bunny. Exactly. So we have our partners, um, so they're called Transcendence. So thank you very much, Transcendence, if you're listening. We are working with them to create some 3D artwork. So we've got the bunny corn. We have some noggles, which are being created. Uh, they're going to work on a 3D card. And this is just kind of the beginning, really. The idea around these Transcendence campaigns, what they do is, is they film a video. And then in post-production, they add this AR 3D artwork into the video so it looks like it's interactive. So we're going to have the bunny corn 
appear in certain places around the world and it's going to start interacting with people. We're going to have a card appear in people's hands and just sort of, you know, they'll know what to do with it and it's solving a problem. We're also going to have noggles. Noggles will just drop from the sky and appear on people's faces <laughs> and they'll feel cool <laughs> and it will it will just feel natural. And then beyond that, these are being turned into some Instagram filters. So not only are we going to be able to use them on our promotional videos, but we'll also be able to offer them for free for people to use as well. And that's going to help proliferate the brand. Now, the whole reason behind the NounsDAO partnership is they want to proliferate their brand around the world as far and wide as possible. So by giving people free noggles filters to use within Instagram, that's going to mean a lot of people out there taking selfies with noggles, hopefully with their arm around the bunny corn, and that's going to help push the brand forward as well. Yep, that's how you make things go viral. That's cool. Very exciting. Yeah. It's interesting too, because this bunny corn came from, I mean, originally it's this it's this piece of NFT art uh called a chippy that we have at Bankless DAO. I think a lot of people have these chippies or wear them at, if you're part of the Bankless DAO community, at least. Um, and they're really just this kind of simplified piece of art that you can buy on chain. And, and we have someone um, at Bankless DAO, Perchy, who does that art for us. And so someone at a Bankless DAO community call, I think it was James Montgomery said, hey, you know, if you're a Bankless DAO branded product, then you have a chippy as part of your brand. And we we're like, oh yeah, you know what? Actually, that makes sense. And it, it almost started as just a little bit of a joke where we got our Bankless card community together and we we're just like, all right, we're making a chippy. What do you want to see? And everyone just kind of started started ideating together. And that's how we came up with the bunny corn is, is essentially we just we just started like discussing it on Discord and joking around. And and what came out was the bunny corn. And and ultimately, it really did fit, fit our brand archetype. And, and I think that's the idea of like this bunny like a bugs bunny kind of character who's poking fun at the traditional financial system but is also beneath it all quite intelligent quite smart and is able to show you a better way so that's that's where the bunny corn came from it's not just some random thing that we came up with I, although i guess it is it, it also really fits our values that's great i love it i love how these things come together and you meet people at events and ideas gel and and we suddenly have a mascot yeah exactly <laughs> all right uh Let's see. I think we've covered most of the topics we needed to. Was there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you felt is an important piece to cover? I think in general, it might be nice to cover like why should members of Bankless DAO use this card or why should members of Bankless Nation even use this card? And we kind of touched on it. Absolutely. I think we had a lot of whys in there, but yeah, let's summarize. Yeah. Ultimately, it just comes down to this idea of supporting community. That's what Bankless Card is all about is supporting community. And if you are someone who believes in a bankless future, if you are someone who is tired of the way that the traditional system continually increases prices and decreases service, Bankless Card is a way for us to band together to create uh, a new part of that system and a part of that system that exists not just on chain, but in your everyday life in the world. It is something that at first, it's not going to be as bankless as we want. But if we continue to work together, we will eventually bring those on-chain values to the rest of the world. That is the goal of Bankless Card. And by using Bankless Card, you are supporting that future. And not only are you supporting that future, you're also earning those governance rights as well. Okay. Great summary. As you guys have both mentioned, there's so many opportunities to contribute and shape the product. And then the best way for people to stay 
aware of and involved with the project. Follow on X or sign up for our email list at bankiscard.xyz. Great. And I guess we'll call it a wrap, huh? Let me go ahead and read the outro unless there was anything else, guys. No, that's perfect. Thank you so much, Trost. Sounds good. Super. Appreciate you guys coming on. I'm really excited about bankless card shipping. And, you know, this is a core product for bankless DAO. And if you're a member of BDAO, sign up, get the card. It won't cost you anything. And you can support bankless DAO just by doing your everyday spending. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. This has been Making Bank, a production of Bankless DAO. If you'd like to learn more about Bankless DAO, please visit bankless.community on the web for more information on how to get started. And of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, and follow on your favorite podcast platform.